Hello and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 10th of January in the year 2021. And I am in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where I am sitting on my patio because it's in the afternoon. And I have the lovely aroma of honeysuckle because of my plant that's not far from me, which is in full bloom. So this is very pleasant. Um, there are birds squawking in the background. So if you hear them, they are just contributing to the podcast. Maybe you can decipher what they're saying because I can't, <laughs> but they must have something to say, right? Okay. I hope you are all doing well. Um, this has been a very strange week. It has been uh, an upsetting week, but also, you know, an intense uh, astrology week that we, it's not like we didn't expect this. Um, one of the things that I talked about last week is that there were three planets changing signs, and the big one was Mars going into Taurus, and it was leaving Aries, and that was Wednesday the 6th. And, you know, it was later in the day for us in the central time zone or if you were in the eastern time zone. But it still, that, that last degree of Aries, that 29 degrees of Aries, um, that in astrology is what we call the anoretic degree. And whenever there's the 29th degree of the sign, which is the last degree before it flips to the new sign. And when a planet such as Mars has been spending so much time in its own sign and went retrograde there and back and forth, you know, I think it went retrograde about 28 degrees, which means that it hit its uh, station retrograde point and then went backwards and then came forwards at 15 degrees. But it stayed in Aries the whole time from last June, the end of June to Wednesday. And I knew that this would be important because it was changing signs for the first time in six months. And Mars has not been retrograde in its own sign since like 1987 or 1988. So that was a big deal. But I didn't expect what we got. And, you know, Mars is a warrior planet. Aries, Aries is a warrior kind of sign. And one of the things that we need to pay attention to is that when some a planet that's in its own sign hits the anoretic degree of that sign, um, usually we're going to get a stronger dose of the energy of, in this case, Mars, which is, you know, a warrior kind of planet. And um, it, it is a warrior planet. But it had retrograded at 28, and that was back in September and it was retrograding, you know, like that point was just a few days ago, that 28 degrees Mars reached it just a few days ago. So it only popped out of its shadow, um, you know, really Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, now 29 degrees Aries or 29 degrees of any sign is sort of the, the deepest, most intense part of the sign before we switch over to the next sign. And so, especially 29 Pisces, you know, and I know that's not where we're, what we're talking about, but 29 Pisces is the end of the Zodiac. And it's about surrender. And it's about, um, you know, sometimes it's about a, a sacrifice. And in this case, this was very much a a typically 29 degree, Mars at 29 degrees, usually it'll be a bump 
but since it was retrograde and since it hadn't gotten there and since it passed its shadow and then it was like all this energy got juiced up and it was we were waiting for this to change and was like oh finally mars is going to leave and going to go into taurus and and i don't think it's let up i don't think the energy has let up i think it's intense i think it's going to continue to be intense and i think we need to get some energy for ourselves relax rest peace stability and you know because the next couple of weeks are going to be a bit rocky so mars may hit that point and you know nothing happens but since it this was kind of a special event it it did give us an event an actual event on wednesday and when we look at 29 degrees of any sign i always think of it as like <laughs> i always have this image of you know a coffee maker and it's got the the ends of the coffee and some people call that the dregs and as it sits on the coffee heater it just gets like boils off the water even if it's not boiling anymore it just kind of and it just intensifies and the end of the pot is just it's like coffee goo <laughs> you know it's just the end of the coffee that's what I think of the end of a 29 degrees of a sign, especially if something has stationed or come close to stationing or is passing over there like Mars. And so all the intense, deep, dark, juicy, sometimes not flavorful, sometimes a burnt flavor, um, you know, that, that dark brown taste, as once said in an old song, that dark brown taste. I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste. That's what that's like. Um, and uh, that's what that's what we had this week was that dark brown taste. Um, meaning, meaning it's like after smoking too many cigarettes and drinking too many pots of very dark coffee. Okay. Very black, dense coffee or the ends of the coffee or the deepest part of the espresso. Um, that's what's meant by that dark brown taste, but I'm not a smoker, but I am a coffee drinker. And, you know, there are times when you get bad coffee and it's, it's got that dark brown taste. <laughs> and I feel like I'm doing a com coffee commercial now. <laughs> now we're in advertising. Um, but anyway, uh, coffee that doesn't have that dark brown taste. Um, <laughs> so what really that was about was the dark, darkest, deepest, richest part of the, Aries and when it moved in, it was just trying to move into Taurus and like to get some stability and all mayhem broke loose so then it moved into Taurus and then things started to get organized but but I I know personally I can tell you I have not felt right you know there were two planets that changed signs on Friday I thought that was up some upheaval Mercury went into Aquarius Venus went into Capricorn. We expected these things. But um, I think it has been far more um, exhausting, exhausting than we expected. So I think a lot of things came up um, for people, and I think a lot of things are going to continue to come up for people. So let's talk about what Mercury is doing. Mercury is in Aquarius now. That means it hit the point of the Jupiter-Saturn. So remember last week I said that's going to hit the point of the Jupiter-Saturn. So if things felt uncomfortable uh, for you on Friday, which they did for me, um, I woke up in the morning and I didn't have the dark brown taste, but I, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good taste in my mouth. <laughs> and so um, something 
was afoot, you know, and then shortly after that, Venus went into Capricorn. And so too much, too much change, too much, too much, too much. Now, Venus is trining Mars. That's nice that the, the happy relationship planets are talking to each other. Isn't that nice? But Mercury is squaring Mars, or it was, and now it's, it's wedged itself. Yesterday it conjunct Saturn last night, and then it wedged itself between Jupiter and Saturn. And now it's past Saturn, and it's going to go to Jupiter, but it won't do that until tomorrow morning. Nine, um, actually, in the Pacific time zone, it'll be 9.19 a.m., and that means it'll be like noon, noonish, 20 afternoon, and in uh, the Eastern time zone in 8.19, uh, no, 11.19 where I am. So, so yeah, so there we have Mercury wedged itself. Mercury, the planet of communication. Mercury, who has a lot to say right now because he's talking to Saturn, moving along, talking to Jupiter. And so this is a really intense, intense kind of um, complete uh, upheaval. And Aquarius... You know, maybe you know some mild-mannered Aquarians. I'm a pretty mild-mannered Aquarian. But but what really starts to happen is the the ecstatic, electric, eclectic Aquarius comes forward. And here's, here's Mercury, which gets electrified by Aquarius. It squares Mars, and then it moves on to uh, conjunct Saturn, so right away there's persnickety attitudes and there's pessimism and there's, I can't take much more of this and there's squawking and there's, there's, yeah, you know, like I'm thinking not on a positive level. And then we move Mercury to Jupiter and it's like, ooh, ah, yeah, I can be optimistic about this. You know what? We're going to go in a better direction. Well, so there may feel like there's some healing today that was not there the other day. As both Mercury and Jupiter are sextiling Chiron uh, in these next couple of days. And so then Mercury goes to Jupiter tomorrow and it should feel a little lighter as Mercury moves out of the realm in between those two planets. Now, we're not going to, we're going to get more of that this week as the moon goes into Aquarius. <laughs> but before that happens, we're going to have a new moon on the 12th. And last week I mentioned this new moon and the new moon is not, um, uh, you know, any old new moon. This is the new moon that's going to occur with Pluto. So the new moon is at 23 degrees of Capricorn and Pluto is at 24 degrees of Capricorn, which is where it met Jupiter last April for the first time. Okay. And met Jupiter last June for the second time. So, and here we are on like the anniversary of like, we're about to have the anniversary of the Saturn Pluto, which was the 12th. And so this new moon is going to occur and it's going to be really a whopper, okay? So it's triggering Pluto. Now, it's one degree away from Pluto, but a couple of hours later, the moon is going to go over Pluto. Sure, of course it will. Um, you know, the new moon is technically, you know, it's at midnight the 13th, so it's 11 p.m. for me, but it's midnight on the East Coast, and the West Coast will get it at 9 p.m. on the 12th. But... Um, the, the thing is that, uh, 
um, it's not going to be a real uh, surprise to anyone that there's going to be an intensity to the new moon. I mean, these days have felt intense. And we're in the dark of the moon now because, you know, the moon's in Sag, it's going to go into Capricorn, and then it's going to go really, really um, into a powerful, powerful conjunction with Pluto. Now, that's the moon. The sun is going to conjunct Pluto two days later. See, see what's going to, well, or a day and a half or so later. See, what's going to happen is the new moon is going to happen midnight Tuesday. And a uh, Wednesday, sorry. Wednesday the 13th, Wednesday the 13th, um, and it'll be on and close to Pluto, and then by later that evening, you know, the the sun-moon conjunction, the new moon, is, is just going to light up Pluto, okay? So it's going to bring some light in the darkness and uh, show us what's going on and, you know, a few hours later, it will um, conjunct Pluto and then go void. So the moon is going to s greet the sun. We're going to have this enlightening moment, that a transformational moment, a transformational enlightening moment. The moon is going to then move to Pluto a couple hours later and then go void, which means it's not talking to any more planets. Now, on the 13th, this is, this is all happening the wee hours of the 13th. Mars is going to square Saturn. So Mars, remember what happened last year. Mars, you know, was in Aries, hit that COVID cluster by square, one, two, three, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, in August. Then went forward, uh, I mean, you know, through, through Aries, and then hit the retrograde point at the end of September, 28 degrees or so, went backwards, hit Saturn again, hit Jupiter, Pluto eventually again, and then this was the beginning of October, and then was backwards for a while. When it finally went forwards in November, it squared Pluto only, because by the time it was in the range of squaring Pluto on the 23rd of December, Jupiter and Saturn had already moved ahead into Aquarius. So Mars has still been slow. It wasn't going to like turn around, boom, hit, hit. Jupiter and Saturn quickly like it did back in August because Mars was still getting speed from having been retrograde and going direct and this is what planets do so Mars then moved along hit the end of Aries got into Taurus and now it now it's going to start squaring Saturn it's going to start squaring Jupiter it will square Jupiter not on the same day it squares Saturn because Jupiter's already a little bit ahead. So it'll square Jupiter on the 21st, but it's in, you know, the wee hours of the night. Now, when it squares, when Mars squares Saturn this week, it's going to, uh, you know, be again in the wee hours of the night. And, you know, the East Coast time. And it's going to be, you know, it's a Mars square Saturn. So we're having this new moon with Pluto. We're having Mars square Saturn. And then the moon is going to move into Aquarius and get involved with Saturn and Jupiter. So Mars is going to square Saturn. And then the moon is going to come in and, like, get involved with Saturn and Jupiter. So I expect this to be another intense week. It's going to have something to do with the story that we learned on the 6th. There is going to be, uh, uh, there's going to be a nice bird chirping in the background. Um, 
there is going to be some real uh, intensity around Mars, which is the warrior planet, which is in Taurus, a sign that it does not love. You know, it seems to be slower and not at its best in Taurus, but it does, it's not like it's not going to do anything. And then it's going to be moving along in the sign of Taurus until it reaches Uranus, which is going to be the 20th in a week and a half. And then it's going to square Jupiter um, a couple days later on the 22nd. Um, but, you know, the this is all really, really, really intense. And it's, you know, thankfully Mars is not going to come back and do this again. It, once it's finished with Saturn and Jupiter, it's finished for a long time. You know, it'll, it'll do something else to them later in the year. Um, we're not there yet. We're focusing on right now. One of the things that's important is there was a story started back in August, and the story involved Mars to Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn in, in the, the COVID cluster that was um, in Capricorn. That story finished something at the at around Christmas time, and then but now it's finishing with a different ending, with a twisted ending. It's finishing with a twist. That story that started in August is now look at your life. What happened in August? What happened? Were there aggravating things in August? I had some aggravating things in August. Then they kind of got more aggravating in September, right? Yeah. And then you were pretty much figured that you couldn't do this anymore. Like, you know, you, you were done with it or you were pissed about it or something happened where you were not... Um, not happy with a certain situation or there was an irritation in your life maybe and maybe that irritation went away but there was a story about that irritation and the story the story um has a twist ending why because mars changed signs and saturn and jupiter's changed signs saturn and jupiter changed signs to the to the wild eclectic unexpected realms of uranus which rules Aquarius, you know, so they're in Aquarius. Mars is going to conjunct Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, on the 20th. And, you know, it's going to be later in the afternoon, but it's still going to be an orb, you know, the day before. So, oh boy. <laughs> so as, as if this is all like Greek, you know, um, what is it? This is this is like you know what we're we're living a Greek myth right now. We are living one of those Greek myths right now. So go go review your Greek myths. Go read about Zeus. Go read about the Trojan War. <laughs> you know, go read about Prometheus, who is Uranus. You know, go read about um, you know the the whole experience of of the Greek the Greeks and their myths, okay? Because that's what we're living right now, a Greek myth. Um, so Mars, who is, you know, a, is is running the show here right now, is, is going into a place where he's not necessarily welcome, so he's not really running the show. Um, but he's going into a place, and he and Uranus, now both he and Uranus are going to get together on the 20th, Neither one of them want to be in 
Taurus. They both like Scorpio. So this is going to be a little bit, uh, you know, Mars and Uranus, when they get together, are explosive. And and then it's not just that it's Mars. It's going to be Mars in between a square that it made to Saturn, which is going to happen on the 13th, and then another square that it's making to Jupiter, what's going to happen on the 22nd. So it's really something that is a complicated arrangement, and Mars is triggering it. So the story... The story that we all had during the last six months of 2020, last five months of 2020, August, September, October, November, December, that story is going to have a twisted end. So whatever was going on, if you were irritated with someone or something in your life or there was a situation, you are moving into a new ending. There's a new ending for the story, and it is going to have an unexpected event, an unexpected ending. Ta-da! Wow, I didn't expect that to happen, you know. It might be a good unexpected ending. It might be like, and they all lived happily, sort of, for a long time. Not so much ever after. So they all lived weirdly ever after, or they all lived strangely ever after, but they all lived surprisingly for a long time afterwards. <laughs> um, that story has an interesting chapter. So, and we haven't seen the end of the story yet. We don't really know. We did not expect the events of Wednesday. Someone said to me, hey, you, you hit it right on the nose. I said, no, I, I didn't really. <laughs> I just said Mars was going to change signs that day, but it was going to be going into a different conversation. So it's having the same conversation with Pluto. With, it had the same conversation with Pluto, but it's having a different it's having the same conversation with Saturn and Jupiter, but they're in different areas of the, of the Zodiac, meaning that they're no longer talking uh, the same story. They're talking about a twisted end to the, the old story. So that was the old story. This is a new story. So these are all hot dates. In the meantime, the planet Uranus has been retrograde since August of last year, another August time, and it is going direct on the 14th. So it will go direct on the 14th in the wee hours of the night and will wake up on the morning of the 14th and Uranus will be direct. But this is the day that the sun conjuncts Pluto. So, okay, try to stay with me. Now, right now, Mercury is between Jupiter and Saturn and they're having a conversation. It's having a conversation, sometimes optimistic, sometimes pessimistic. Tomorrow it should turn more optimistic as Jupiter and Mercury get together in conjunction. Okay. It should be somewhat healing as Mercury and Jupiter both make a nice aspect to Chiron, you know, which is where we integrate our healing. Okay. Then we move on to Tuesday where there's this new moon or Wednesday. It's really midnight at in New York or Eastern time and late on Tuesday. And for me, and then it's a new moon, but it's with Pluto. Moon's going to cross over Pluto, go void. Then the moon is going to go into Aquarius, okay, which is where all the hot stuff is happening now. So then we're going to have the moon, Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter, four planets in Aquarius, okay? So there's a lot of electricity, okay? Then Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, is going to go direct the next day on the 14th. And that will happen in the middle of the night as well um, the sun conjunct Pluto. So now the sun, even though the moon and the sun are coming together, the sun is still a little bit separated from Pluto. It's not reached Pluto yet. The moon will because it moves faster. But the sun is going to come to Pluto on the 14th. And then we're going to say, oh, that's bum bump. 
the last ounce of that new moon with Pluto. <laughs> okay. Then we're moving into the rest of the week, which is where like the moon changes signs on, you know, the 15th where it is going into Pisces and then it's going to, you know, we're going to go into the rest of the week. Um, next Sunday, however, Jupiter will make its square to Uranus. So <laughs> this is going to be like uh, an eclectic, surrealistic kind of week. So don't expect it to be normal. Just roll with it, baby. Roll with it. Just go with the flow and roll. Now, um, I don't even want to get into the fact that by the time the 20th occurs, we're going to have the sun in... Aquarius. So Mercury will be in Aquarius. The sun will be in Aquarius. Jupiter and Saturn will be in Aquarius. The moon won't be there anymore. So we'll have four planets in Aquarius again. Lots of air in the sky, lots of conversations, lots of high level conversations. So if your dreams are really complicated or if your conversations are really like intellectual or abstract, this is Aquarius. Okay. Um, Mars will greet Uranus on the 20th in Taurus as it gets revved up to square Jupiter on the 22nd. So this week is intense. Next week, like that starts the 17th, that's intense, you know, and we just keep rolling along here, you know. <sighs> okay, for those in the United States who are expecting the inauguration on the 20th, um, normally the inauguration occurs at noon, Washington, D.C. time, which is Eastern Standard Time. Um, I think that he has to be inaugurated by noon. Um, the moon will be void in Aries at 29 degrees Aries. Okay, it's going to be void. It's going to be void for a little while, but at noon, it'll be at 29 degrees Aries, which is where Mars was on the 6th on Wednesday. So that is now a kind of a trigger point or a famous point. And so we have to pay attention to those things. Okay. So I would say pay very close attention, write things down, journal about how you're feeling, sit with yourself. This is exhausting. And, you know, we thought last year was over. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're getting some sort of handle on the pandemic, sort of. Um, because they, they've got some vaccine and they're vaccinating people, uh, you know, but we don't know what that means yet. We really don't because we don't know the long-term effects of that. Okay, so we're, we're, that's one story, but there's other stories and there's other stories that are happening around the world and in your personal life. And so when you are experiencing this stuff, I want you to write it down and I want you to review it and I want you to purge your words and your emotions on your page, okay? Because you really need to pay attention. We each need to pay attention these next couple of weeks and we need to stay put and we need to stay relaxed and we need to take care of ourselves and we don't need extra stress. Okay. And this is a very powerful time. This is an enormous shift, enormous shift. Remember Jupiter and Saturn got together and they're still together. They're still close, even though they're not on top of each other, like they were on the 21st of December, they're still on top They're They're still close and there's, and planets are now triggering them. So the moon is triggering them and then Mercury is triggering them and Mars is triggering them. So you have to sort of get more information, glean information from Jupiter and Saturn 
over these weeks, over these last couple of weeks, over these last few days, and just pay attention to where things are falling for you and what's happening. I know if I speak to my own life, major stuff that's been, I've been wanting to shift and change has come up for shift and change. Hey, that's a good thing. That does not mean it's been easy. On the one hand, Jupiter, it's freeing. On the other hand, Saturn, I, you know, there's work to be done to get free of it, to really, to know that, oh, thank goodness, I finally figured this out. But guess what? I have to do some work to get through it and really find the freedom on the other side of it. So this is, this is intense. We are all experiencing this. We're all connected. We are all connected by energy. We are connected psychically. We are in a collective together. We need to pay attention to what's happening and not freak out. You know what? It's, it, everyone should just be taking care of themselves right now. And, you know, and your loved ones. Don't ignore your children. Oh, Deb says I have to take care of myself. The kids, I don't care if they go in the yard and they, you know, get frostbite from the snow. Um, <laughs> or where, depending on where you live, they drown in the pool. No, 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 no. You've got to pay attention to your loved ones and your family and hold everyone close to you right now. And hold yourself close to you and hold your cat close to you and hold your puppy close to you and hold your pillow and your teddy bear close to you because this is what we need right now. We need comfort. You know, Taurus is a sign of comfort. Mars in Taurus is not comforting. Mars and Uranus in Taurus is like, where's the comfort? Where's the comfort? <laughs> I want to be comfortable. We're not going to be comfortable just yet. So you have to find the comfort somewhere in your life um, and really understand where that is so you can feel consoled. You know, something, find what consoles you and go there. Okay, and I don't mean overindulgence because right now the moon is on the south node, right? As I speak, moon's on the south node, and that's over. That could be overindulgence, especially in Sagittarius. I don't mean go out and get plastered. That's not consoling. I don't mean go out and stuff your face with chocolate cake. That's not consoling. That's consumption, and it's overindulgence. I don't mean go out and spend money you don't have. I mean you have to go inward, be with yourself, take a hot bath. There's back to the bubble bath. There's the staying in bed. So we're not, we're not out of bed and we're not out of the bubble bath yet. But we have to find consolation in our lives. Go to your friends that listen to you. Go to your family members that will sit with you. Have a cup of tea with someone you love. Share stories. Connect with people. Um, reminisce. You know, Taurus is, Taurus is very traditional. They like things like reminiscing. Um, if you're in a place like I am where you can plant your garden or tend to your garden, tend to your garden. You know, the plants and nature, nature is really there for us right now. And that's a place to go because we are in the Taurian realms where, with Mars and with Uranus, okay? And there's this toss-up between the security of Taurus and the wild unknown of Aquarius. And that is not comfortable, so we've got to find comfort. We've got to navigate this. If nature comforts you, go out and see. I'm sitting here doing a very technological, um, updated thing. I'm doing a podcast that's very Aquarian, and but I'm sitting surrounded by nature and honeysuckle and you know plants and stuff. Okay, so that's I'm trying to match the two of those things. That's a good example of Taurus meeting with Aquarius some way. Okay, 
and find the comfort in that. So that's our, that's our journey these next couple weeks is trying to find some comfort and consolation in our lives. What will do that for us without overindulgence? Okay. Things are rocking and rolling out there. And if you need support, I have an Instagram, the golden astrologer, and you can listen to me talk about everyone needing support right now and that what we can do to help navigate this every day or almost every day I, I make a I make a video um you can go t- and have a session with me go to my website it's a goldenastrologer.com click book online get a session with me um and we can talk about it and how you feel and what you're feeling and what this crazy world is offering you right now we're gonna get past this don't worry don't worry we're gonna get past this but you know it's just, you know, nothing, nothing speaks to the, un, the unexpected as much as Aquarius. So, so that's one thing. Um, then, uh, if you need me, you know, you can email me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, and, you know, we can talk if you need an appointment or not. And go to the people you love and tell them you love them and hold your cat close and hold your friends close to you and you know, just, uh, you know, and meditate, my goodness, please meditate, meditate through the new moon, meditate through, you know, to get grounded, to tap into the quantum field, to, to be comfortable in the place of the unknown. That's one of the great things about meditation is meditating in to the place and being comfortable with the unknown because when we meditate we got we've got to get to a place where we're nothing we're, we're pure consciousness and if we stay in the realm of pure consciousness we are comfortable in the unknown so that's our job this week okay comfortable in the unknown and fi- finding comfort in your everyday life because you can't stay in the unknown all day but find some comfort and be comfortable with the unknown Thank you for listening. I wish you a beautiful week. Um, I wish you a more, most beautiful week. And, you know, stay clear, stay comforted, stay grounded, and much gratitude for all of you for listening.